Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're feeling hungry and competitive as we talk about competitive eating. We got the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, tons of world records, and a history of competitive eating you didn't even know existed. Stick around because it's a new Up for Debate and it's going to start for you right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 83, recorded July 6th, 2017, Eating Your Way to Victory. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the show that has a healthy appetite for good discussion. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our own mustard belt holder, Mr. Matt Mariani. Hello, Mr. Matt. Hey there. What are we... What are we... Eating to win today. Uh, We're eating to win good times for all involved and everybody at home joining us. Um, I hope you're hungry for for fun times. Indeed. I'm hungry for a great episode of Up for Debate. Oh, boy. Well, that's fantastic. How are things going, Matt? Things are going just fine. Uh, Ready to dive into the whole wide world of competitive eating. That's right. Competitive eating. Many people didn't know it was a sport. Before we get into that, I want to quickly thank everybody watching us live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash TV. We do this show sometimes on Thursdays, really at any time between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, but you should follow the page and find out when we're live. When we are live, we like your comments. You can comment on Facebook. We'll be watching. You can also call us at our phone number, which is 508-644-8324, and we'll take your comments live. Matt, as you mentioned, competitive eating. It is a sport defined by Wikipedia as an activity in which participants compete against each other to consume large quantities of food in a short time period. That's the important thing, Matt. Competitive eating is not about quantity. This is not a buffet. No, this is about speed. How much you can eat in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um... How much uh, How much do you think you could eat in one sitting, Sean? Of what? So let me ask you, this was, this was so the reason uh, I, one, there were many reasons I wanted to use this topic, but one of them was in the pre-show banter, I had the idea of just us having a conversation around Matt. If you decided you wanted to become a competitive eater. Yeah. You know, it's not just hot dogs. They have competitive eating, everything from clam chowder to pizza to Twinkies to you name it, you can competitively eat it. What would be your go-to competitive eating food uh my go-to competitive eating food if i had to compete in eating a large quantity of any food in at a all short amount of time yes short amount of time yes now now fun fact while you're thinking is that most competitive eating contests typically are between um eight to ten minutes long though depending on the contest it can be as short as 60 seconds or as long as 30 minutes Hey, you know what? I'm going to go with California rolls. What? California rolls. The sushi. No, I know. That's what I would. I would yeah. <laughs> that, that would be. I think that's the ideal food to competitively eat. I think uh, they go down really easy. They don't take too many, too many bites to, you know, you pop them right in. Uh, I think that it would be a nice contest to see how much California rolls one could eat. Um, well, first of all, I am going to look up the, the sushi. Be, that record. would be the one I would choose as a, as a food athlete, not as a spectator. But don't you think you'd get nauseous pretty quickly on that? Like, I feel like there's not a lot of kind of That's longevity. why I California rolls specifically. Originally, I thought just sushi in general, but the California roll is pretty basic. It just has imitation crab meat and avocado. So I don't think you really, I don't know. I don't think that would really make me sick that quickly. I think... Down those pretty pretty quick. So, Matt, you'll be happy to know Tim Janis, who is a who is a now retired a former professional eater, ate one hundred and forty one pieces of sushi in six minutes. Okay. Do you think you could beat That's that? A lot. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think I. Could. I think I could, I could try, but I, I do not think I could even come close. Now, this article does not say what kind of sushi it was um but that's a lot um all right how about uh how about you what what food would you choose you think 
Um, Haggis. Yeah. No. That I'm, sounds no, logical. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I feel like... Again, I'm not really an expert, so it's hard to say for... Honestly, I think hot dogs... I'm not going to choose it, but I think hot dogs is kind of a good way to go. They're, they're shaped in a way that go down your throat easily, so... I feel like by default you're you're in good shape. Um okay. but on top of that, geez, I don't know. Maybe like burrito, maybe? What? Burritos. Yeah. Why burritos? Because they're basically already I mean they're full of beans and right they're basically pre chewed. No, you would No, burritos are big though. You mean like mini burrito like taquitos? Well, like churros? Taquitos. Yeah, but they require just too many bites. Like, you got to you gotta pick something that's going to go down, like, quick. Matt. Like jello or something. Jello. The world contest. record of burrito eating took place. How many burritos do you think you could eat in eight minutes? I would probably say, like, ten. Fifteen burritos in eight minutes is the record held by Eric Badlands Booker. If I really tried, I think I'd probably get, oh, God, 10 would be a stretch. I would pay legitimate money to see you eat. That's more than one a minute, Matt. I know. I know. I'm thinking that now because I'm hungry. Oh, cheesecake could be easy. It's dense, You get though. sick of that really quick, though. Yeah, it's very dense. Mm. Very dense. The, con- the content is not there. I think you're looking for two things when you're competitively eating. You're looking for... Something that you can ingest quickly and something that you like won't make you sick. So what would be the worst thing to competitively eat? Clam chowder. Clam chowder sounds terrible. I, I don't know I don't know why that's a that's a competitive thing. Like because you got the you got the dairy and you have the fish. I think it's a bad combo. I'm gonna see if I can find the the world record of uh or donuts. Donuts would be pretty bad too. Uh, they're very dense. Yeah, you could do donuts. Donuts would be very brutal. Yeah. How about um? How about uh, chili? Chili would be pretty tough. Chili, uh, Matt Joey Chestnut holds the record in uh, in 2016 in six minutes. He ate two and a quarter gallons of chili. Oh. Uh, gallons. Huh. I guess it won't be that. That probably wouldn't be that bad because every bite kind of tastes the same. Uh, it's basic. It's very basic. There's not a lot. It's just really just meat. So it's not like, I mean, provided that it's not spicy chili. Mm. It's just like your run-of-the-mill chili. Spice I think you could probably... You a lot of that well if you're going for you're like see matt your gimmick could be speed you can be the really fast guy the world record for drinking a slurpee a 22 ounce slurpee nine seconds oh the brain freeze so it's really it's really you know the problem with the competitive eating is you got to blow out the stomach right because you're eating like 10 pounds of food this is one slurpee you just have to drink it stupid fast yeah and get Insane brain freeze. Oh, yeah, no, that's now, very dangerous. You mentioned the stomach as an organ. Obviously, the most important organ um, in a competition like this. Uh, I've heard it said that actually, like you would, you think the stereotypical competitive eater would be big and fat and like, you know, uh, big guy. The, the, the reason that the smaller guys actually have an easier time at it, the smaller thinner guys um, is because it leaves the stomach with more room to expand. So you actually want to be more physically fit before you attempt an eating challenge because the, just the fat kind of gets in the way and actually is kind of like a stopper to, um, to that stuff. The stomach kind of just is, it won't be able to expand as much. Kind of will stay the same. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. The other big part of it, is um you know if you're a fatter person you probably eat a lot of food regularly un- unlike most competitive eaters who just do it once in a while um and your stomach is stretched 
all the time instead of once in a while. Think about a balloon. If you blew it up every single day and deflated it, over, or over time, it's not going to shrink back down and expand. As You're going to lose the expandability. Um, and it's the same idea. You, that's why you got to kind of train your stomach. And Matt, you may not know this. Most professional competitive eaters undergo rigorous training. Um, stomach elasticity is considered the key to eating success. The way you train that is by drinking large amounts of water over a short amount of time to stretch out the stomach. Um, some eaters also chew large amounts of gum to build jaw strength prior to the events. Hmm. Well, there you go. We have the, uh, the, the tips of the trade right there. Why don't we go ahead and, and start our uh, competitive eating event? Ding, ding, ding. What would you rather do? Would you rather eat competitively a lot of real food or a lot of gross food? Well, what I mean by gross Yeah, give me like an example. Insect. Would you eat like a lot of insects or would you rather eat a lot of normal food? Uh... Um, that is so hard to say. I mean, I guess normal food. The thing about insects is they're small. They're going to be easy to easy to put down. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to look and see. I bet there's a record for eating the most insects. We'll say, I mean, just specifically, how about we just go with like crickets or grasshoppers? Because that way you have to, you have to one, you have to get over the fact that you're eating a bug. And two, you have to eat a lot of them. I mean, it's like fear factor to the max if you've gone ahead and made the life decision to make your career professional you know competitive eater i feel like you've already overstepped a lot of cultural norms that probably shouldn't get in the way when you go to eat crickets in large quantities so you know if you've already eaten two and a quarter gallons of chili fuck it just go for the bugs that would that's probably it's a good philosophy to have uh, would you rather do an eating challenge where you? Oh, Matt, yep, you broke up for a second there. We lost Matt. 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 Oh boy, that's not good. All right. Um, shit, I hate to pause the recordings because it screws everything up. We're gonna get Matt back here in a minute, so we'll be. We'll be right back. All right. And we're back with Matt, who's returned from whatever bad place he goes when the internet stops working. Yeah. I go to the nether, the nether region. The, the, I have to fight my way out. It's actually, it takes an eternity, but uh, only 10 minutes of your time. So. Wow. It's, it's that, it's that bad in the negative zone, huh? Yeah. It's, it's like a lifetime of, battling against evil monsters and, and demons and such. That sounds way more interesting than this show. Creatures of horror and myth. Yeah, I mean, someday we'll have to just broadcast from the netherworld. I mean... That'd really juice uh, our numbers. Speaking of myths, Sean Jennings... Yes. Would you, like to, uh, would you like to hear about a myth that relates to an eating... Uh, a competitive eating... Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? For sure. Okay. So, um, for those of you, I'm gonna and I'm gonna do a little plug right now for a great book out there. Uh, it's called, I think it's just called The Norse Myths, and it's written by Neil Gaiman, mm. the famous author Neil Gaiman. He uh, in February came out with a a collection of Norse myths, um, basically uh, retelling some classic ancient Norse mythology with his own, you know, authoritative style on it. I highly recommend it. It's a great read. My favorite story in the book is a story where um, Thor, the god Thor and Marvel hero that you may, you may recall. Um, he travels to the house of this giant named Uthgar. And Uthgard um, basically challenges him and coaxes him into these trials. Uh, the first trial is uh, actually 
eating. He has to do a uh, a challenge, a competitive eating challenge, where um, I think he has to eat like this this basically this giant tables worth of food, and he can't do it, and he fails the challenge. The second challenge is he has to drink from this horn, and uh, he tries to drink from the horn, and he fails that challenge. Um, and the third challenge, he has to lift a giant cat. Um, but the cat can't be lifted, or is it a dog? Anyway, the, the creature can't be lifted from, uh, and you find, and then, oh, then the last contest he has to race. He has like a race, um, and he loses the race, and he think, Thor is like, I'm pathetic. I can't do any of this stuff. Uh, I'm clearly not the god that I should, you know, that, I'm, that I, I, I should, uh, that I am. I'm going to tell all the people that I'm not worthy of their worship anymore. Um, and the giant says, well, the, uh, the horn you drank out of was actually connected to the ocean. And just the fact that you were even, even able to drain it as much as you did, because he drained it about halfway, is still a remarkable feat. And, you know, the, the, all of the food you ate out on the table there, that was actually food that was... That was um, the all of the plants in the on the in the world, all of the plants and all of the animals in the world, and you were like unable to. And but you, the, just the fact that you ate like half of them is, is crazy, and and still like only a god could pull that off. And the race, the person you raced against, that person was not a person at all. It was actually thought. You raced against the embodiment of thought. And because thoughts come to us quicker than we run, uh, just the fact that you you made it to the finish line is is a accomplishment into itself. What what thought thought the 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 person he was racing against was thought like thought embodied in in a, in a body. So th- that that actually the reason I tell this this tale mm-hmm. this tale of old. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because that is the first ever recorded event of a, of an eating contest of a of a contest of eating. It comes from a, a store, a collection of stories known as the uh, the Poetic Edda E D D A, and it dates all the way back to 12th century Iceland. Wow! So, little little fun fact. So if anyone out there says it's gross and demeaning for a human being to be <laughs> stuffing food in their face, just tell them it's not a new idea. Just like, yeah, just like the gods of, of old. Um, but yeah, uh, do we ever hear your pick for um, what you would eat? No, because I don't know if I could pick one because I'd be terrible at this. Matt, pedogies, pedogies. That seems like you could stuff a lot of them pretty quick. Yeah, how many yeah. Of the, how many of those you think you could eat in eight minutes? They're starchy. They're very starchy, but I don't think you would get sick of them because they're without adding anything. They're pretty bland. Mm. Like there's not really much. They're pretty neutral. I'm saying. So I think you could probably pack away a lot of them in how much time? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Um. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate to say I could pack away about forty of those. Forty. Well, Matt, number one ranked eater in the world, Joey Chestnut, back in twenty fourteen, ate a hundred and sixty five of no them way. in eight minutes. I swear to God, Joey Chestnut he eats every. Won't he eat? Apparently, Hot he's dogs, chili pierogi. He's got no limits. Wow. Salmon chowder. Wow. Matt, how much salmon chowder could you eat in six minutes? I've actually never had salmon chowder, but that sounds fantastic. At the Slam and Salmon World Chowder Eating Contest. Slam and Salmon. That's a thing. How about 23.4 pounds of, of slam salmon, salmon? chowder? That can't, that's got to be a typo. That can't be right. How many pounds? 23. You can't eat 23 pounds of anything. No. That's bigger than a baby. So Chowder, oh, that's a typo. Yeah, chowder itself just, oh, 
Was that also done by the one and only Joey Chestnut? No, that was done by Bob Shrout, whoever that Joey is. Joey Chestnut, eater of worlds. Ooh, how about this? Shrimp cocktail. Okay. It would have to be completely skinned, though, first. Like, the tail would, there would be, like, all the tails oh, would yeah. have to be No, I agree. Um, and then, that that's that's a little bit of a gray area, Sean. Do you know why I think that hot dogs make the ideal eating food? Why is for that? For competitions? Um, I eat, there's no, there is no denying that you have finished a hot dog. If the hot dog is no longer existent, you have finished it. They're like, that's it. With a shrimp, there is a lot of gray area, my friend, with, with, uh, you know, how much meat is left between the, the tail, you know, right? Like, I, I think that, you know, they would have to be detailed, like on, you know, the tails would all have to be removed. And I think that's just a lot of work for, for a contest. So, I mean, also if it, it with shrimp, like you could just grab a lot of them and and just throw them in your mouth. Like you could put like a hundred of them in your mouth at least. Like you could just oh pack them away. Matt, world record holder Joey Chestnut in eight minutes ate fifteen pounds of shrimp cocktail. Did he use the cocktail sauce? I think that's optional. But you know what, Matt? You bring up an interesting point. The rules of competitive eating. I know what you're thinking. Sean, people just do this for fun. There are no rules. No, Matt. There are rules. So many rules that there are actually two competing independent competitive eating organizations who disagree with each other on the rules. Of course. Because you've heard of Major League Eating is the big one. They run Nathan's. Mm -hmm. But there's also all pro eating. The difference, Matt, is called picnicking are you familiar with this concept no not 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 within these uh these rules here it's all about picnic style is what's called all pro eating believes in it major league eating does not picnic styles rule quote pay respect to the food and maintains the integrity and dignity and public reputation of that food item basically what that means in real language is that in Major League Eating, you can dip the food in water. In All Pro Eating, you cannot. That's cheating. Okay. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that that must mean dipping the hot dog in water to make it slide down your gullet faster. Yep. And famously, they do that a lot with the bread items because yeah. the bread is is lar- It kind of shrinks it down and makes it easier yeah, to. It makes solid. more solid. Right. Um, other rules. Uh, like I said, most contests adhere to an 8, 10, 12, or 15-minute time limit. Um, most contests uh, have a, you actually have a series of judges, but their role is to enforce the contest rules and warn eaters about infraction. They can also be called upon to count or weigh each competitor's food and certify the results prior to the winner being announced. Now, Matt, chipmunking. Yep. Many eaters will attempt to put as much food in their mouths as possible during the final seconds of a contest, known as chipmunking. If chipmunking is allowed in a contest, and it isn't always, eaters are given a reasonable amount of time, typically less than two minutes, to swallow the food or risk a deduction from their final totals. Yes, they will count that as food you did not eat. So storing away food for later. Yes. That's chipmunking. Not okay. That is not okay in which league? Major league? It's by contest, not by league. Oh, okay. So it can come and go. It just depends. As far as I know, it's more common than uncommon. So you'll see it more often. You just have to make sure you swallow it within 30 seconds or a minute. I know Nathan's hot dog, you can do it. Um, Okay. There's also debris. Competitors are expected to maintain a relatively clean eating surface throughout the contest. Excess debris may result in a deduction from the eater's final total. This is why you don't see them like kind of shredding the food because that will count against your total. Yeah, that's I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. That's pretty. It certainly does. Um, And of course, Matt, everyone knows about the famous reversal. If at any point during or immediately after the contest, a competitor regurgitates any food, he or she is disqualified. It's known as a reversal or reversal of fortune. Um, It may include obvious signs of vomiting as well as any small amounts of food that may fall from the mouth deemed by the judges to have come from the stomach. 
Now, what are your opinions of these rules? Let's start at the top. We'll start with the um, with picnicking. We'll start with the picnicking rule. I'm I, I, I'm fine with you know it's the same thing. Like, are you allowed to use a fork and or do you have to use your hands? Like, uh, to me, none of that really matters as long as all the competitors have to follow the same rule. Then I don't think. I don't think it's like damaging the integrity of the game because you dipped your hot dog bun in water. Um, All right. See, I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and take i I'm going to go ahead and agree with major league eating. I'm going to be a stickler and I'm going to say that destroying the normal integrity of the food um, kind of molds the competition. It kind of distorts it distorts the original intent of the competition. It's not what the founders uh, intended. It's not. No, I think a tried and true competition, you know, how much of this item can you eat without, you know, without messing with it? Because, I mean, I could go ahead and talk to my good friend, the Bill Nye, the science person. All right. Copyright. We can't say his real name on the air. Okay. All right. Your secret safe with me. Um, I go to, I go to him and I get a potion. All right. And he says, this potion will make all the food you eat a lot smaller so that you can ingest it quicker. If you just pour it on the food, the food will shrink. Okay. I, I am there for cheating by the no. rule. Well, eating. hang on. Okay? If Nick will say, I would not be able to add the potion. But if you are not following picnic rule, I could add that potion, thereby cheating no, the game. I don't think that's true because if all the competitors have the potion, that that that's that's like saying, "Oh, it's not fair. Why is the football player wearing the helmet? They shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's destroying the integrity of the game." It's like, no, they all wear helmets, so it's equally as fair. That's where I disagree. The helmet is a safety precaution. It's there so that the player does not sustained brain injury um the the you don't you know it's still safe i mean whether or not it's safe or not well we can talk about that different issue but dipping a hot dog in water is not like it's not like you need to dip it in water or it's going to kill you like you could still eat a lot of hot dogs definitely not as many but like you know, it's it's not a life or death situation. It's okay. Let me a different analogy. It's like all the special rules that protect a quarterback from getting hit that other players don't have. How's that fair? Why does the quarter? Why can't you hit the quarterback, Matt? That, well, you know what? That's something that I disagree. All with. right, God that I damn it. son of a. Ugh. I I am a big fan of of what you might know as the XFL. Remember the XFL? Oh yeah, of course. There were no rules protecting the quarterback there. You could do whatever you wanted with that. Like no. there was. Even even late hit, I think, was uh, and and unnecessary roughness. And turns out, Matt, totally they permiss- all got hurt. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> Badly, yes. <laughs> um, but that's that that is a topic for another day. We could we could do a XFL AFL special. Oh my god, um, yes, indeed. Um, maybe maybe tune in next week. But uh, that being said, I I, I got to go with the major league. I'm gonna be a little. St- I'm gonna be a stickler on this. I'm gonna. I'm going to say major league eating rules, picnicking not allowed or picnicking allowed. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's all pro is anti-picnicking. Anti-picnicking. So okay. you're an all pro guy. All right, yeah, that's you're And by the way, you can, you can go ahead and jump on our Facebook and we're going to have a poll up there in a minute. You can vote on your favorite uh, or you can vote on who you agree with more uh it, whether it's me saying that the uh picnicking is good and Sean saying it's not. I don't. Can we make polls on Facebook? I don't know. I was going to leave that up to you. Oh, just say in the uh, comments. Anyway, if yeah. we if we go, yeah, or just 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 write in the comments. That's a lot easier. Um, I forgot our uh, our digital the guy who does all the digital stuff. Our digital intern. He's uh, on on vacation this week. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Enjoying his holiday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to chipmunking. Hope you're having a good uh, holiday, by the way, Bradley. Brad- um, Bradley, an undergrad at UConn. Yeah, majoring in communications. Nice kid. Good kid. He's on the He's tennis gonna go team. Far. He's going to go far. I'm, I'll go far. Yep. 
He needs to he needs to learn to get off that phone once in a while though. Very very, very much a millennial. He needs to get off the. He's always looking at the phone and he's always on the, with the fidget spinners. But you know he what, gotta, Matt? He he brings such a different perspective to our business. You know. Other than that, though, he 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 is. He's a he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Uh, he tries real hard. From a nice family. Um, yeah. Uh, what was what was the next one? What's the next? Chipmunking, one? Matt, shoving food in your mouth as time is expiring. Okay. Chipmunking. Uh, okay. Shoving as much food as you can. Um, all right. What are your thoughts about this rule, Sean? What do, what do you think about it? As long as you have, you know, 30 seconds or whatever to swallow it after time expires. I mean, I, I don't, again, as long as all the competitors have to follow the same rule, I don't care what the rules are. Like, I'm not going to get, like, it can't be like Joey Chestnut gets to do it, but the other guys don't. But as long as everyone can shove a little bit of extra food in their mouth, I guess it's really just about who has bigger cheeks. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about that rule, the chipmunking rule. I'm going to say it would be fun to add a little element of surprise to the contest if only one person was allowed to chipmunk, but that person at the end of the match with with the last – Two, what was it, 30 seconds? How much time did you it, say? It varies by it varies? contest, yeah. All right, the last, we'll say the last minute. He can chipmunk, but the whole entire time he's being tickled <laughs> on his feet or her feet by one of the judges of the contest. Okay, oh. so he, that way it's hard to keep all the food in his mouth and he might choke. And all right, so it adds no. a little bit of challenge. No, no, because what's going to happen, Matt, is you're going to get a reversal of fortune. You're going to get it's not just what's in the cheeks that's going to come up. It's everything else. And you don't want to be near that. <laughs> I think that would add quite the spectacle. That way you have to not only be a good competitive eater, you have to be a good competitive digester as well. You have to d- try to control your metabolism to digest the food as quickly as possible. And you have to have a, a pretty pretty high constitution i must say you have to have rolled a pretty high constitution to to do that to keep all that food down um so i'm going to give it a pass on this one i i don't i don't know if i i'm going to say the chipmunking rule it, they have to do something crazy with it or or it's no good i'm i'm i'm, I'm like the the baseball fans who are you know i'm a purist of the game you know things should never change keep keep things the way i no tickling well, no tickling that. in my game then you should be in favor of the picnicking rule you should stand by picnicking i do stand by i said picnicking was fine you're the one who's anti-picnicking we're anti-picnicking no i said it was fine as long as all the players got to do it no you said that it was bad you said that they should they they well no you said that they should be allowed to dip their hot dogs in water yes picnicking allowed to do it no no i'm i'm anti i know but that's what i'm saying legacy they've been picnicking for decades wait so when you dip the hot dog in the water, that's picnicking. I thought picnicking was maintaining the integrity of the food. Oh, you're right. It is. Damn yeah. it. I'm mixed up. Anyway, I yeah. think they should be allowed to dip their shit in food. We have opposite opinions. Put it that okay. way. So you're Yes, you are anti-picnicking. We're, we're overthinking this. Um, all right. Uh, we we got to continue here. Vomiting, Matt. I'm holding reversal. you to the facts here, Sean. All right, no, that's please, hardball. No one's allowed, hardball no one's allowed to do that. Hardball. Uh, now, what was our was our reversals, last one? Matt? Reversals. Okay, with reversals. Um, explain to me what that was again. Uh, vomiting. Oh yeah. Okay. They, why don't they just <laughs> first of all just call it vomiting? No, because it's reversal, cooler to call it a reversal. Play with words there, like uh, we all know what it is. All right. Um, yeah, that this one kind of goes without saying, but again, I would say if you if you want. Like before the match starts, you can elect to say reversal, all right? Play a reversal card where you can vomit, but that counts against your score. Like that doesn't automatically necessarily disqualify oh, you. Oh, so they, they weigh the vomit and subtract that from the food you ate. And then you have to re-eat that amount to all catch right. up. Or you just revert to zero, but you get to start again, like right away. And this all happens – so when someone reversals, what, do they pause the contest to weigh 
No, it just said they just say, "Oh, that's going to cost them," and it and it subtracts. Oh, so they have a bucket on a scale, and they vomit into the bucket, and then they go, yep. "Oh, uh, thirty-two ounces." All right, yep. bing, and then they lower their score by thirty-two they translate ounces. Translate that into however many hot dogs or oysters or whatever. Oh, that actually, Matt, of all the crazy rule changes you suggested, actually, I think that's kind of awesome. They probably do that, I would guess, on like, Japanese game shows. Probably, they're very all twisted. Right. Um. That's probably where you would see that. Uh, what's the next rule? That's pretty much all of them. Debris. Yeah. I think we're in agreement. You can't leave debris everywhere. Um, let's see. With debris, I think that's. I think that that. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to leave debris. It shows that you did not, in fact, eat all the food that you were supposed to. It should count against you. For sure. Agreed. Um. That being said, though, it's got to be hard to to judge the debris. Like, what? Like, so if somebody leaves like a like a piece of a hot dog, does that disqualify the entire that entire hot dog? Like, will they subtract the hot dog from their score? Yeah, they subtract. You know, if it's like half a hot dog, they subtract half a hot well, dog. They just basically say that that hot dog didn't count. Okay, yep. I see. Yep. All right. Um. Yeah, that's another one that's got to vary based on like the nature of the contest, the food you're eating and such. Okay. Uh, now, Matt, sadly, according to Wikipedia, people have actually died competitive eating. Did you know this? Uh, I mean, people have died walking down the street. Well, that's true. In 2012, a 32-year-old man died while eating live roaches and worms in a contest. Uh, autopsy revealed he choked to death. In uh, 2014, a competitive eater choked to death during a hot dog eating contest. And in actually, in this past April 2017, a 20-year-old female student died as a result of a pancake eating contest at Sacred Heart University. That's oh. always my fear when I'm watching people competitive eat. I'm like, this is like the worst choking hazard yeah. ever. I'm surprised this does not happen more often. I mean, uh, when when you're swallowing all that food as fast as you can, you know the muscles in the esophagus can constrict very quickly, and once, yeah, I, I think that's why it's important to have medical staff on site. Oh my God, could you could you imagine performing the Heimlich maneuver on someone who just ate 15 pounds of shrimp? That would be uh, that would be a day that you would remember. Probably That's for the rest of your life. Incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Yep. Definitely one of the uh, one of the war stories to share with your future grandkids. Getting getting vomited on by the competitive eater. No. Who's most likely Joey Chestnut? Pro- probably. Well, you Is know, ten time Nathan's hot dog eating champion. You know, they put up on ESPN a graphic comparing him to at uh, title winning athletes across all sports <laughs> Tom Brady no literally no joke the, the only I, if I remember correctly what was it uh, greatest of all time it, it's not Bill Waters um what's his name the guy who won 11 NBA championships was the only one ranked above him and everyone else was below him because he's won 10 titles in 11 years at Nathan's hot dog eating contest so I mean that's pretty impressive and he's broken the world record like five or six times over those years. I think the first year he won it, he won it with like 56 or something, and now he's up to 73. Wow. I mean, Matt, what is the theoretical limit of the human body? When will it end? It's never going to end. Because humans love competition. That's we true. Pretty much, when you think about it, we could pretty much turn anything into a competition. I mean, I could be like, uh, I could, this fidget spinner of mine, I can spin it much faster than yours. Uh, by the way, this episode is brought to you by fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. We don't need more advertising. <laughs> we don't need more fidget spinners. That's for sure. Just, and I'm speaking for society here. Wow. How about raisins? Uh, well, I can look and see if there's a. Uh, Do you a, think that would be? I mean, record like, for raisins. You think that would be an easy something easy 
an easy consumable for a contest. All right, but the problem with ra- so, and this is this is the thing about competitive eating, right? Is someone has to count how much of the thing you eat, right? Because that's where the record comes from. You can't just say they ate a lot of something. It has to be right. How do you count the number of raisins somebody eats? Pre count them. So you would you would give them you would give them like large capsule but then you drop some on the floor and oh you you wouldn't you would you'd be really really careful or you would be fired craig our former intern (laughs) i'm talking to you i thought his name was something else no bradley is the current intern Bradley's the current intern craig craig is the former intern yes you forgot about that guy didn't you dude he went to arizona state man and he just never took the job seriously i know it was a summer internship but we still expect you to work that's right. That's right, Craig. We Craig. still expect you to work and show up for work. Craig. Craig. Get my coffee order right next time, Craig. That was just, the last straw. You know it. Just because your mom works in accounting doesn't mean you don't have to do anything, Craig. Yeah. That's right. We need to do a whole episode where we just yell at our fake interns. Yeah. Now, um, so what you would do is you would make sure that every you'd have large jars with raisins in them and like say one jar would have i don't know 700 raisins in it okay and and it it, should they be if they're able to eat more than 700 raisins in the time limit you have another jar all with okay that's a bad example no No. so every jar would have to have a measurable reasonable amount man I'm saying I'm on the majorleagueeating.com website and they have a page of records. All the records are on a single web page. Raisins? No, but I'm looking. There's no M and M's. There's no kind of food that is. No, there's nothing in that. That grapes maybe. You someone ate eight pounds, fifteen ounces of grapes in ten minutes. But there's what about candy? Like candy, there should be a competitive candy eating. Cupcakes. Um, that actually could get dangerous because I don't know if the body can produce chocolate. One pound, 15.5 ounces of Chicago chocolate hearts eaten in seven minutes. What are, what are Chicago Chicago chocolate chocolate hearts? I have it. I'm going to Google that. That's a good one. I guess they're just solid chocolate hearts. Those really crappy, chalky hearts that you get on Valentine's day. I'd watch somebody competitively eat those. That might kill you. That literally might kill you. Yeah. Um, I think you would. Isn't there something? It's like the same reason you can't eat like a whole pack of saltines, a whole box of saltines. Well, you can't chug a a whole gallon of milk. Yeah, or chug a whole gallon of milk. It's because the the body is just not ready for it. Birthday cake. Matt Stoney ate 14.5 pounds of birthday cake in eight minutes. Wow. Now, was it ice cream cake or was it just regular cake? I don't know if there's an I didn't see ice cream. Oh, ice cream. One gallon, nine ounces in 12 minutes. That seems like it actually doesn't seem very fast. A gallon are like those the big giant tubs that they have at like milk. That's because ice cream. Yeah, well, I think it's the same principle as milk. I mean, it's dairy like you're Uh, 12 minutes, though, to do it, to, to digest it. Joey How much Chet- pizza on the list? It is. First, though, I was going to say um, ice cream sandwiches. 25 and a quarter in six minutes by Joey Chestnut. In terms of pizza, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Seven and a half extra large pizza slices coming out of a 24-inch pizza in 15 minutes. God, that record also seems terrible. Yeah. That's uh, well. I think anything with dairy. I think we're seeing a a, con- a consistent pattern with dairy here. Oh, that any cheese. It's hard to consume large amounts of dairy in a given time limit. Matt- the body just has limitations, Sean, that we cannot overcome at this stage. Matt, how many sticks of butter could you eat in five minutes? And and I do want to see this. For the, I want to be very clear. I want to see this. Fine. This seems like exactly the kind of thing I could have convinced you to do in Gartland in college. Okay, this this would be the most entertaining. I think of anything <laughs> we've mentioned to watch somebody do to watch somebody consume. Mm-hmm. It would be very entertaining to see this. I, I would probably never want to touch butter again after it, but 
that would be a really fun because it's slippery too, right? So it'll like oh yeah, slide over the place. in five minutes. Five minutes. How many sticks of butter could you eat? Five minutes. Uh, probably like probably like uh, I would say like three. Then you won't beat Don Lerman, who ate six or seven, sorry, seven sticks of butter. In f- I don't think I could eat one in thirty minutes. Ooh, yeah, that's that's more. That's like that's like one point five sticks per minute. That's messed up. It's gross. Who are these people, Matt? Yeah, and how do they get into this? Competitive eating champion. Joey Chestnut, 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. That's a choking hazard. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I think if if I had to choose any variety of egg to eat for a um, contest, I would go the deviled route. Deviled egg. Mm. A little pepper on there? Yeah. Deviled eggs are good. Oh, well, here's... Here's your dairy theory. Frozen yogurt, 10 and a half pounds in six minutes. Matt Stoney. Has Matt Stoney and uh, Joey Chestnut, have they ever competed against each other? Yes, often. In fact, I'm going to double check this because I want to make like sure I get it right. So, so remember how I said he won 10 out of 11 starting in yeah. 2007? He beat Kobayashi. In, oh, in Stoney the, the, the one who upset him? In 2015, he lost to Matt Stoney. Nice. It was a very hot day. Uh, Chestnut ate 60 hot dogs, but Stoney ate 62, ending Chestnut's eight-year run as champion. Mm. And Stoney has since kind of fallen off a little bit. Fun fact about uh, Joey Chestnut is that he's actually a construction engineer. That is his, his profession. So he's not a professional competitive eater. He does no. not. Oh, a lot of them... I, I think it's one of those sports where only the top three, you know, only very few get to do it as a full career. One of the top four, I think one, the fourth ranked guy in the world in hot dog eating um, is a high school teacher. So, Matt, if you're looking for a, a side career. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll have all summer to train. Get ready, Drink a lot of water. Really stretch out that stomach. Yeah. Chew a lot of gum. I think you should do it. And here you go. Maine lobster, 44 Maine lobsters, 11.3 pounds of meat in 12 minutes. Now, be careful. Are these lobsters pre-shelled? No, this is from the shell. Okay, from the shell. I don't even know how you could how you could crack open 44 in 12 lobster minutes. Lobster would be iffy, though, because there's a lot of times when you encounter a lobster and, you know, you leave some meat in there. But on the other hand, it takes a great amount of technique. I do admire that because I can't, I honestly can't shell a lobster for my life. I've Not only that had right to do now. it once. So mm. uh, that, that you, like you have to hone a completely different skill to be, to be competitive in, in that market, in that well, category. Well, Matt, we are just about out of time. So I'm going to leave you with one more record off the list here. Oleg Zorninsky in eight minutes ate four 32-ounce bowls of mayonnaise. When you get into the condiments, that's that's where it gets gross. Mayonnaise. That's where it gets gross for me. Man, that's two pounds, Matt. No, wait, that's... Wait a second. That's eight pounds of mayonnaise, Matt. Eight pounds of mayonnaise. That's a lot of mayonnaise. You You're more swim. mayonnaise than man at that point. Yeah, that's terrifying. It is disgusting um all right matt we are out of time any last thoughts on competitive eating are you ready to to begin your career i think we have the knowledge now to to, proceed. Ne- to never ever do it we we've, we've come to the conclusion that it's a stupid fucking idea and that mm-hmm. we should not do it yeah yeah about it's that's pretty much smart guys um now, Matt, before we go for this evening, I do want to remind everybody, you know, we haven't done an update on this show for a while. Our Summer Movie League, we're in the thick of it. We're past the halfway point, if you can believe it. We're in the back third 
um, of the contest. And Matt, good news. Guess who's in first place? It's still me. It's you. Wow. Did you, would you have ever imagined in your wildest dreams that Wonder Woman would have made $354 million and be the second highest grossing movie of the summer? What I I was putting all my cards on the table for Wonder Woman. I gotta, I gotta say, I, I knew it would be my most successful of all the movie franchises. I did not think it was going to carry me to victory uh, or, or at least on the road to victory. I really thought that uh, there would be better showings from um, from from other movies out there. Like uh, it's been a rough like, summer. Yeah, like like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I thought that was just going to take the take the cake. Well, Guardians is just shy of four hundred. So uh, Guardians what else? okay, but you got to look at all of the big fr- Alien Covenant crash and burn. Um, Captain yeah. Underpants crash and burn. The Mummy crash and burn. Cars three disappointing. Despicable Me disappointing. And those minions usually print money. Transformers disappointing. Actually, Pirates of the Caribbean was one of the few kind of surprises. Yeah, it was an interesting summer for sure. So far, and this weekend we got uh, a giant movie opening: Spider-Man: Homecoming. I think it's Phil's. Really only shot to... He's in last place right now, but he's got Spider-Man and War for the Planet of the Apes. So hmm. it's I, I, you, this is not certain at all, Matt, I would say. Because you're done. You're out of movies. I'm out. Yep. You've got... Sarah still has Emoji Movie, which, you know, if it can make $100 million, she's right in, in competition with you. Colby's got Valerian in the City of Thousand of Planets, question mark. Dark Tower for Mike, question mark. Dan, he's out of it. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, you, Phil and Sarah here at the, at the back stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see, uh, what, um, we'll have to see what those movies do. All I know is just based on what we've seen this summer, the only thing making movies, the only thing making money, large, large current franchises and superhero franchises, Spider-Man is going to make so much money. Mm. it's going to be stupid how much money it makes. And that's going to do wonders for Phil. Probably. So that's my only thought. You know, does it hit 300, 350? I don't know if it passes Guardians, but damn, it'll be up there. So, but you can follow along all summer on our website at upfordebate.tv slash movies. And of course, uh, I do the audio update every week on the radio, Coffee and Beer Radio, which you can find in most major podcast apps and on anchor at anchor.fm slash coffee and beer. Now, Matt, this show, I bet you knew this, Matt. We have a website, coffeeandbeer.tv. People can go there, then get all the past episodes, audio, video, the whole nine yards, uh, get caught up on all the past things we've talked about. And of course, you can click the subscribe button and find all the places you can follow this show, including the video version on YouTube, which is is crisp, looks good HD. Uh, and of course, the audio version on SoundCloud, on uh Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the major podcasting apps. You can get it there. And of course, you can contact us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Up for Debate TV. And if you like us there, you'll find out when we go live Thursday nights to record the show. And Up for Debate TV at gmail.com is our email address. Matt, I think that's everything. Is that fair? I, I think that, that just about covers it. Wow. Wow. That was a lot. Um, but that's it. We're done. We're going to let you all go. Uh, have a great weekend. On behalf of Matt, this is Sean thanking you as always for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for more great discussion here on another Up for Debate. <laughs>